Hi, my name is Isabel Barreto and I play Shireen on Zodiac Task Force. And you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media. I'm hearing a lot of tick, tick, ticking, and not a lot of talk, talk, talking. Raving Lunatic Media presents Game Face, hosted by Nosy Nico Fresh and Matt Rockstar. Hey, 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 everybody. It's just me this week. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of an extended news segment this week. I thought that could be fun. Uh, like I said, just me this week. No nosy Nico, uh, which is very, very sad because we, we've been trying to get our schedules to work out the past couple weeks with Christmas and then with New Year's. And then I've been sick for the past like two, three weeks. Uh, so I haven't been able to record. So a lot of this news is probably going to be old. I'm just going in whatever order I feel today. Um, but before I do that, let me just go ahead and shout out the real awesome other shows here on Raving Lunatic Media. We have some amazing shows like Zodiac Task Force, which is coming out this, uh, I almost said Friday. It's coming out this Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, episode 20 is coming out. Just finished editing that not too long ago, and that was amazing. Uh, we also have an amazing show in Autumn Falls. Uh, the trailer for that will also be debuting on Saturday. We have Malady, which came out on Monday, and we also have a new month intro for Malady dropping this week as well. So take an <laughs> sorry, take a look out for that. Uh, also, uh, take a look out pretty soon for Cold Case Chase. The next couple episodes will be coming out next month, I believe they start, which is awesome. Missed hanging out with Shane, so it's going to be really good to just be hanging out with him again. Uh, and also go check out the other shows that are uh, loosely related with Raving Lunatic. You can go check out uh, the amazing show in Honorbound, uh, which... Uh, is a Cat Loveland project. Uh, Raven Lunatic is very loosely associated with it, and it's been going great so far. They're about to hit uh, another great episode down the line. Saw it on their Discord server, so we're very happy about that. Uh, and then, let's just hop it right into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NBA Newsroom. Alright guys, so it's been a long couple weeks uh one of the first things that i see here i wrote i've been writing down almost every single piece of news that has come through uh at least while i was not sick um or news that i thought was important enough <laughs> sorry <coughs> like i said still sick <coughs> mostly just a cough though right now so i'm just gonna take a drink of my water yeah so uh even when I was sick, if I saw a news article, I would write it down. We might honestly hit a quick weird of the week at, at the end of this, just to give you guys a quick life update for me, because uh, I've been doing a lot of traveling recently, and that's been a lot of fun. was doing that a lot with my girlfriend, Renee, and we've been having a lot of fun recently. But let me go ahead, and let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NBA Newsroom. <laughs> So first up, we got a Woj bomb. We got a trade alert, trade alert, trade alert. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a prophet 
or some version of whatever the heck I am. Because how long have I been saying RJ Barrett needs out of New York? Couple weeks later, couple months later, guess who's out of New York? RJ Barrett has been traded, and what do y'all know? Matt called it. Since, like, probably episode four, I I honestly want to say maybe five, trade RJ Barrett, it finally happened. Here are the details of the trade real quick. The Raptors get R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a 2024 second-round pick via Detroit, which, I mean, is basically a first-rounder, I feel like, at this point. Uh, the Knicks are going to get O.G. Ananubi, Malachi Flynn, and Precious Achua. Hate to see O.G. not go to the Grizzlies, um, but I'm glad that the Raptors finally made a freaking decision and decided to get off of him. Uh, they're finally, I think, starting to transition into this new era with Scotty, which they probably should have capitalized on in his probably his rookie year. Um, but I mean, hey, better late than never, I guess. Next trade piece is probably going to be Siakam. Uh, so if we're really looking at it, who won this trade? This trade happened probably like what two weeks ago now. Uh, personally, I think the Knicks won this trade. However, I don't think the Raptors necessarily lost this trade by any means. I think this is a very win-win trade. Um, OG struggled, uh, his first couple games, but now he's kind of moving and grooving, uh, being that rim cutter that they need and that defensive stopper that they also needed. The Knicks were a very offensive team, and now they finally have a defensive backbone that they can rely on in OG to guard the other team's most... Uh, or the other team's best player on each night. Um, as for the Raptors, RJ, what did I say? RJ Barrett needs to get out of New York, and then he will find some low-level team to kind of ball out on and kind of rebuild his stock. And it just happened to be his home country, Raptors. I'm pretty sure he scored a 40-piece not too long ago. I remember seeing that weird piece of news fly across uh, my desk at work. And I was like, huh? Uh, so yeah, what did I say? I called it RJ Barrett out of the Knicks, OG on the Knicks. My next piece of news, speaking of the Raptors, they lost. Now, that sentence wouldn't be very newsworthy alone unless you see who they lost to. The Detroit Pistons won a freaking basketball game a few weeks ago. Uh, they snapped their record-setting 28-game losing streak, and uh, guess what? They're already back to losing again. Uh, they were undefeated for a, a day in 2024, and now they are back to... Back to whatever they were before that. Back to being terrible. Um, it's it's just not gonna be good. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna keep losing. They're gonna keep losing. Uh, Monty Williams and and Cade are really on the hot seat right now. I don't know what else you can really do to to help this team kind of push and push. Uh, their limits. I mean, they're doing. It, what looks like as best they can. I watched a Pistons game uh, not too long ago. I think it was the one against the Jazz to when they extended their losing streak to 25. And I was like, wow, these guys are like, they kind of look like they're trying, uh, except for Alec Burks, who just keeps throwing up random shots. Uh, so I think you trade Alec Burks, get a different vet in there. You need a really steadying vet. I think somebody like Patrick Beverly could really fit on that team. Uh, you just need a way to get a, a steady vet instead of 
just a whole bunch of young guys on that team. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, it is a good day to be a basketball fan because Ja Morant is back in our lives. Is what I wrote about five days ago when the Grizzlies had a 4-0 and record. And when I say that is what I wrote probably a week and a half ago when they had a 4-0 and record. However, they have picked it up. I believe they were at like, I want to say a 7-3 and record with Ja on the court. Uh, since Shaw's return, they've somewhat evened it out at four and three, but once again, the Grizz are still missing half their roster. I miss Steven Adams and Brandon Clark and the ability for those two guys to grab a rebound. Our leading rebounder should not be a man named Desmond Bain. Also, what the heck is up with no Desmond Bain love recently? Um, no all-star love was looking at the all-star, uh, selections and I was like, wow, no love for this man. I mean, I guess. All right. Whatever you say. but. I don't personally think that he should uh, be missed on this all-star run here. Uh, but uh, John Morant is uh, now not back. I don't know if you guys uh, heard about this, but he will be missing the rest of the season with a torn right labrum. Sad news, really, honestly. <laughs> like, just very honestly, like, once the Grizzlies had their steam back, they get it taken away almost immediately. We were given a lot of hope here as Grizzlies fans, and it was just kind of taken from us. Uh, kind of prematurely. Ja was also one of the top West guards in the All-Star game, so that also kind of hurts as well. And I'm I'm talking a lot about this like All-Star uh uh the, the this 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 All-Star uh game here. So I think it's only fair that I mention real quick some of the top vote getters from this All-Star voting session. So let's talk about some of these returns. Uh, we'll start off over in the West. The front court, I'm only really going to go off the top 10. I'm not going deeper than that. The front court for the West, LBJ tops the list right now, and he would be the captain. Uh, Kevin Durant's right behind him. Jokic sneaking up in third. Anthony Davis uh, somehow got in fourth. Kawhi Leonard at fifth. PG-13 in sixth. Alperin Shangun. Some love for Shangun is nice at seventh. Victor Wembenyama. The hype is too unreal with this guy at number eight. Chet Holmgren. Don't know why he's on here at number nine. And Carl Anthony Towns at number ten. If I'm looking at this list, I'm I'm seeing a couple people who I don't necessarily think should be on there i think triple j deserves some love uh even though he's a defensive minded guy i think he's also a pretty good offensive guy triple j is somebody who should not be left off the all-star list um especially after have winning the defensive player of the year last year and will probably make a runner uh a running case this year again uh with his defensive stats uh so why is triple j not on this list. Rudy Gobert, another guy who, like, I compare him and Triple J all the time. Uh, he'll be a, a likable Rudy Gobert, I feel, in this All Star game because he can actually play some offense. You know, I, I'm just upset that he's not really on there. Um, so that kind of sucks. Another guy who I did expect to be on here and who is not on here is the Ox, uh, Demontis Sabonis. Um, I haven't really been paying attention much to the Kings this year, but I, I just always feel like he should be in this top 10 mix. Um, listen, I'm all for letting rookies get this hype spot, especially number eight and number nine for Vic and Chet, but Sabonis should be up there. Uh, 
if not for his uh, continued service to the league, but also just for being a shining example of what a big man is. Uh, so some of the guards here in the Western turns, number one through 10, Luka Doncic tops the list, which was really cool. Uh, first time I have, have, uh, seen Steph Curry, not in the one spot because he is number two here. Number three is shy Gilgis Alexander. Number four is James Harden. Don't know why he's this high. Kyrie Irving, number five, uh, Anthony Edwards at number six, John Morant at number seven. Uh, Darren Fox at number eight, Clay Thompson at number nine, and Austin Reeves at number 10. Wow, that Lakers bump goes crazy. Austin Reeves should not be an all-star this year. Austin Reeves probably shouldn't be an all-star in his entire career. Uh, he is more of a, 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 a super bench guy, I feel, uh, much like Jamal Crawford was. I, I feel like you bring him off the bench, he's going to be that spark plug guy. Jamal Crawford was an all-star. However, I don't feel that Austin Reeves should be on this list, and I don't think he will ever be an all-star, and I don't think he should ever be an all-star. There are much more deserving guys on this list. I have not seen Devin Booker on this list, and Clay Thompson is on there, uh, which very much surprises me, uh, because the Suns, while they have a mediocre record, Devin Booker is still a top I would say a top 10 to 15 guard in this league. He's over Clay Thompson. He's over Austin Reeves. I don't know if he qualifies. I feel like he hasn't missed that much time, but he should be on this list. Um, so overall, NBA West, I'm, I'm not too upset with the top people. Uh, the, the lower end of the top people I think should be shuffled around, but these are just first returns. These ones are usually the crazy ones where you get some hype for a random guy like Alperin Shangoon or, or, uh, Chet Holmgren or Clay Thompson, even Austin Reeves. Uh, but I don't think it'll live up once the, uh, the second and even the third ones come back. So let's get on over to the East now. So in the East, we have a couple, uh, couple familiar faces here and some, some faces that I'm really glad got put here. So let's start with the front court again. The East returns came back and the captain for the East returns would be Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one in the front court spot. Number two is Joel Embiid coming out of Philly. Uh, number three is Jason Tatum. Four is Jimmy Butler. Five is Jalen Brown, rounding out with his uh, Boston brother there. Number six is Bam Adebayo. Number seven, Mikhail Bridges. Number eight, Kristaps Porzingis. Number nine, Kyle Kuzma. And number 10, Paolo Bancaro. My only complaint about this entire front court list is why in the ever-loving heck is Kyle Kuzma on this list. This man, along with Jordan Poole, has the worst plus-minus in the league. And he should not be on this list ever again. Uh, much like Austin Reeves, too overhyped. I'm I'm just getting tired of Kyle Kuzma. Uh, you can throw in some other guys. I don't even. You could throw in any guy, honestly. Uh, and I would be perfectly okay with it. Uh, no, Dem uh, is Demar. Uh, no, Demar is uh, on the uh, other list, I believe, on the uh, the two guard list. Um. But, I mean, hey, literally just throw anybody. I would take Vooch over him, honestly, at this point. 
Uh, I don't know why I'm stuck on Bulls players. I could have easily said somebody like uh, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, any of those guys. OG, throw him in there. Julius Randle, throw him in there. Um, and, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Let's go back over to the guards now. Uh, a well-deserving guard who should be topping this list is Tyrese Halliburton at the number one spot. A lot of hype for Tyrese right now. Uh, I know he recently just got injured, uh, but, I mean, hey. We'll we'll get to that when we get to that, but Tyrese at number one feels pretty right, um, and it feels almost it feels right, but it also feels wrong to put him above this next guy and Damian Lillard at number two, number three Trey Young, number four Donovan Mitchell, Mister Trade Machine himself right now, uh, number five Tyrese Maxey, number six Jalen Brunson coming out of New York, number seven Lamelo Ball, number eight Derek White, number nine Demar Derozan, and number ten Drew Holiday. So yeah, I mean. Not many other guys I would probably put on that list. Uh, it's really surprising uh, how much love Derek White is getting uh, for the All-Star game this year. Even more love than his teammate Drew Holiday for some weird reason. And and Drew, I'm going to say it out loud. Drew is better than Derek White. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, It would be really funny to see basically just an East lineup of the entire starting lineup of the Boston Celtics. I mean, you have their entire front court there as well with Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, and Chris Tapps Porzingis. Might as well throw Drew Holiday and Derek White in there as well. Notice how none of their none of their other players are in there. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't complain too much about uh, the East guards. The East is a really shallow guard range, anyways. So what are you gonna do? But let's get back to some of the other bits and pieces of the news. Let's talk about Draymond Green. Now, I didn't really want to talk about Draymond Green. I wanted to uh, kind of avoid him just because he's so much of a drama queen. And I don't want to give him any extra, you know, especially because he's a warrior and I'm a Grizzlies fan. Uh, but it's just too juicy not to talk about it. So let's give a bit of background. A couple weeks ago, Draymond was suspended indefinitely from the league commissioner, Adam Silver. And uh, when he was uh, taken away, some of the reasons were a lot of physical altercations, choked out Rudy Gobert, punched Yusef Nurkic in the face, stomped out DeMontis Sabonis, and not to mention gave the old one-two combo to Jordan Poole and punched the talent right out of him. Uh, that's a line. I don't remember where I heard it from, but honestly, that was one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. Um, and it's, it's been kind of interesting to see where, uh, this is going. Uh, he sat down with Adam Silver, uh, not too long ago and basically cried to Adam Silver and said, I'm going to retire. Adam Silver said, Whoa there, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not be too brash about the, or rash about this. And basically said, all right, you're back. Uh, so I wish I could, I wish I could say that I'm surprised that Draymond, uh, cried and got his boy back into the league, but I'm not surprised at the same time. Uh, he was suspended for what I believe was 11 games. I want to say he was gone for about four weeks, maybe a month, uh, before he came back. But I mean, 
it's it's just a drama story always with Draymond. Uh, I give him maybe three weeks until he kicks somebody else in the balls or, or punches somebody else by accident uh, and maybe gets suspended again. I kind of hope he gets suspended again. Which kind of brought up a fun question. If Draymond Green retires right now, is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. How many titles does the guy have? How many... I don't think he has the points necessarily, the rebounds or the assist numbers to get in, but the amount of titles he has, uh, how integral he was to those uh, Warriors championship teams, as well as uh, the 73 and 9 Warriors as well. Uh, I mean, he's getting into the, the Hall of Fame no matter what. I just thought it was fun to kind of poke fun. Will he get in? Will he get in? Because people like to say crap like that. Like... He's not Igadala levels of meh. I you could make an argument either way, but Draymond's definitely getting in. Uh, so let's kind of wrap up with with a whole bunch of other pieces of news. Uh, these are all by way of Woj, uh, and I think these are all just basically going to be just the Woj headlines, just the important ones. Uh, Pacers All Star uh, guard Tyrese Halliburton is undergoing an MRI on his left hamstring on Tuesday. Uh, he needed help uh, leaving the court against the Celtics, and uh, that was a kind of bad fall. I believe he did like a little split, which would look kind of nasty. Uh, been hoping and praying for him, and I just I really hope that he can kind of get back and get, get back to everything that he's doing and leaping and, and moving as an all-star like he usually is. Uh, another big piece of news that came out recently, uh, actually today, was uh, Kawhi Leonard's new contract extension with the Clippers. Uh, he agreed to stay with the Clippers for a three-year, $153 million contract. Uh, this deal includes a $52 million uh, bump in the first year and approximately $50 million a season over the next two years. So it's going to be like 52 and a half or 50, 52 and then 50 and a half million each of the next two years. That's a lot of contract right there. You guys, um, I don't necessarily know if I would pay Kawhi Leonard that much. Uh, he has no player option. So, I mean, Hey, what are you going to do this year? He's getting, I believe around 24 points per game, uh, which I mean, you can't complain. He's shooting 40% from three, I also want to say. So, and he's also like a defensive monster. I want to say he's almost leading the league in steals. If he's not, he's pretty close to it. Uh, and another really uh, just little tiny piece of news to kind of end us off here uh, is uh, Woj reported earlier, my boy uh, Vince Williams Jr., He's signing a new three-year, $7.9 million guaranteed contract uh, for the Grizzlies. Uh, he's going to be getting guaranteed money. Uh, he's been doing amazing things uh, while Jaw was out, and he kind of punched into the, the bench roll and then the starting lineup uh, a little bit as well. So I I'm really happy. I think Vince is a great backup point guard. I think he can be everything that we needed Tyus to be and more. Uh, I kind of miss our... our our super bench guy and Tyus, you know, but I mean, Hey, if we're getting Vince Williams for the next three years for dirt cheap, I can't complain. 
So that's all I have for news for you guys today. When we come back from this ad break, I am going to be just chilling out for a hot minute, telling you guys what I've been up to, and then we will be right back after these messages. And now, a public message for the private audience from the Ministry of Department of Safe Warnings, a division of subsidiary. Good evening. I'm Dr. Klaatu of the Ministry of Department of Safe Warnings, Division of Subsidiary, Health Corporation Incorporated. Good evening. Recently, we've all come out of a pandemic, which as many of you know, means global. Although we are happy to be putting this behind us, a new ailment is starting to appear in different parts of the world. Unlike other ailments, which can cause buboes to appear under the arm, pimples to cover the body, or microchips to appear in the bloodstream, this malady causes one to view excessive amounts of science fiction dramas and analyze them to a sometimes excruciating detail. Doctors are calling this the sci-fi malady. Three main symptoms of this are first, overanalyzing human emotion and interaction. We call this symptom the Scott Symptom. This movie needs to delve more into the human condition. Second is ripping about military or logistical failures of a film to an almost excruciating detail. Bombers in space? Really? The final symptom is an excessive amount of rage, followed by apathy, followed by a strange love for sci-fi schlock. We call this the Rage Master. Ah, this writing's is so just Abrams! You know what, I give up. I don't even care. Scott, you're right. You're right. I'm right. Or I'm wrong. You're right. Whatever! What's next? Ooh, Star Crash? Should you or anyone you know begin to exhibit these symptoms to any degree, tune in to Sci-Fi Melody Podcast to see how your illness has progressed. Thank you and good night. And we are back here on Game Face, presented by Raving Lunatic Media. Woo! Yeah! I had to do both parts. That kind of felt like when you high-five yourself. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen... It's been a fun pod, even by myself. Uh, I am very happy to introduce this next segment where we can kind of chill out together uh, and play a little bit of Weird of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. for me um so christmas was was awesome uh i went up to my girlfriend's house and then we went uh down hung out with my grandma ended the night at my house and and it was fantastic you know uh and then the day after christmas i woke up feeling like dog crap um i i immediately got sick after christmas and it just wasn't going away. I fainted basically onto my bed uh, a couple days after Christmas, after coming home from work, and I was like, I feel bad. Um, and my lovely girlfriend Renee took care of me. She did everything that she could uh, to help me feel better. Yeah, she did everything that she could. Uh, made me a whole bunch of goodies. And... Uh, I still wasn't feeling 100%. I'm pretty sure I had tonsillitis. Um, 
because uh, well, right after Christmas, I was feeling dizzy, and then I was feeling lightheaded all the time, and I was just I, I wasn't feeling good. And then I got tonsillitis in my throat, uh, and while I had tonsillitis, I burned the crap out of my tongue because I was trying to do a salt gargle. Forgot I boiled the water and poured boiling hot water right onto my tongue. <laughs> And spat it out all over my desk, and that was that was a that was a moment in my life. <laughs> yeah, so that that was fun. And then right after that, I got tonsillitis uh, to, and like I said, burn the crap out of my tongue. Uh, and the next weekend, right after we, right after Christmas, we went up to uh, the White Mountains. Uh, it was me, Renee, my grandma, and her boyfriend. Uh, we all went up to the White Mountains to celebrate New Year's, and that entire time I was feeling like crap too. Uh, on New Year's Eve, I fell asleep around like eight o'clock, and then woke up at eleven eleven fifteen, and I was so groggy it felt like I was high on mushrooms. I've never been high on mushrooms, uh, but I assume that's what it felt like. <laughs> and I was just I was so like just out of it. And then finally, around like 11.45, I kind of picked back up and, and realized I was in reality again. <laughs> uh, I f- had so much fun up there, though, even though I was sick. We got to see uh, the Kankamankas Highway, which is always a fun highway to, s- to say in real life. And after we did the Kankamankas, we went to a whole bunch of different stores and we, we did a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, I then came back from the White Mountains and still felt like crap. Uh, Renee also started to feel like crap after that. (laughs) And then, uh, we went through a whole week of us both feeling like dog water. Uh, and we then both, she got a little bit better. And then I went with her up to, uh, Maine. Uh, we just wanted to go to the Wells area, just to kind of go to her family vacation area and, and check that all out uh, during a winter storm. Uh, ate a bunch of good food. I was kind of out of it most of the trip, but I got to see a lot of cool places that uh, Renee wanted to show me, and I was honestly very happy at the end of the trip. Um, and halfway through the trip, Renee also started to get tonsil stones, uh, and she, <laughs> we got back and immediately were like, yep, we need to go to the, to the doctor. So, went to the doctor on Monday, and uh, I got diagnosed with a sinus infection, and she got diagnosed with strep throat, and we both got put on antibiotics, and that was that. And now I'm feeling like a million bucks again. Went to the gym today, finally, for the first time in, <laughs> since I got sick, and I'm just feeling good, you know? Ah, and that's my weird of the week. Just been a sick... Oh, you know what else has been sick? Uh, Hearing nonstop red hot chili peppers every single time I get in the car, and now Renee also hears them everywhere and just sends me videos, or will be like, babe, do you hear what's on the radio right now? And I'm like, frick, what the heck? And it kind of sucks. But yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and end this thing off. I miss Nico. Nico, please come back. Uh, I miss you again. Uh, but like I said, let me go ahead and end this thing off. You should go check out the other awesome shows on Raving Lunatic Media after you listen to this. I'm telling you, there's, uh, 
about to be 20 episodes of Zodiac Task Force, plus a whole bunch of side uh, side pieces, too, that you can go check out on that show. And when I say that they're fantastic, don't take my word for it. Go listen to them yourself. They are fantastic. Go check out Sci-Fi Malady. Uh, they're about to start trekking into the new year. Uh, they just finished up their 2023 season, uh, which was, by all means, fantastic. Uh, very, very happy with how that turned out. And also, uh, this Saturday, don't forget to check out Autumn Falls when that releases as well. And you can also take a, uh, look back at some previous episodes here. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking us out. My name is Matt Ruckstar. I am presented by Raving Lunatic Media. Yeah. And we will check you out next time on Game Face. Maybe she'll say something funny. Say something funny, hon. You're on the podcast. Let's improv right now. All right, I, uh, I am a gynecologist. Ready, ready, go.